All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to the single most insane edition of Insane Things I've ever recorded. Insane Things, of course, are the most insane things that happened this week. Things we've never seen before in our lifetimes or ever that'll change everything. This is an historic edition also because it's the longest I've ever recorded. 10 things. I couldn't leave any of them on the cutting room floor. Let's get started. Number 10. The Democrats took credit for their 2.9% GDP growth. Folks, I don't believe this at all. Yeah, these numbers brought to you by the same people who said it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh, and that the vaccine worked. Yep. And that there was Russia collusion. Everything they tell us is a lie. So why would they tell us the truth about our economic situation? The answer is they wouldn't. And we know that for a fact. We've covered this on the battleground. They totally made up their job creation stats heading into the midterms, telling us they'd created over a million jobs when it was actually less than 10,000 over three months. That's a jobs disaster. They then left it to the Federal Reserve to admit none of those jobs were actually real. So the odds that the GDP is actually 2.9%, I'm not too confident in that. But there was one part of the GDP report. This is the insane thing. That I do believe because I feel it. I see it. Don't you feel and see in your gut that we are in unprecedented financial times, at least for our lifetimes, the whole time we've we've lived? Headline, Fox News, GDP report reveals ominous Great Depression warning sign not seen since 1932. For Fox Business, they're pretty milquetoast. This is a big deal. What was it? Fox writes, Uh, The most troubling information in the GDP report is the precipitous drop in real disposable income, which fell by over a trillion dollars in 2022. For context, this is the second largest percentage drop in real disposable income ever, behind only 1932, the worst year of the Great Depression. Folks, doesn't that feel like your experience right now? I mean, you, you watch Fox News? Have you noticed the commercials? It's chicken coops. Buy a chicken coop so you can afford eggs. Does that sound like anything you've seen in your lifetime? You didn't. We didn't see this stuff. We didn't feel this. Folks, we didn't even hit these numbers in terms of precipitous drop in real disposable income during the Great Recession, which was historic, or during the late 70s, 1980s, Jimmy Carter inflation disaster interest rate debacle. These are stunning figures, which brings us to insane thing number nine. While Joe Biden gave a victory speech on the economy yesterday, his own USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, was busy printing the truth. It's actually frightening. It's the food price outlook for 2023. Bottom line, food prices are going to continue to skyrocket. And that inflation rate he took credit about a week ago for reducing? Uh Uh-uh. No. In fact, there must be a conservative troll inside 
the USDA because they even highlighted the key sections so people wouldn't miss them about how food prices are going through the roof in 2023. Overall, to be up 7.1%, meaning they'll go up as much this year as they did last year. 7.1% is the rosy scenario. It could go up as high as 10.1%. Food at home prices predicted to increase between 8% and 12%. And food away from home prices predicted to increase 8.2%. Folks, to put this in context, um, the normal inflation rate for foods between 0.9 and 1.2% for years. So you're talking about we are now in a phase where food prices are going as m- up as much in a year as they normally would between six and eight years every year. Think about the crushing poverty we will have at the end of a decade at this rate. It's almost mind-boggling, but it gets worse because the things that are in all of our food that we put together and prepare are really going through the roof. The things without which you can't make food. One of those is eggs. USDA says egg prices going up at least another 27%, but it could be up to 52%. Yeah, good luck making something without eggs or fats and oils. That's pretty much everything you make. Those are supposed to go up 16.5%. Think bread prices. Think the prices of all kinds of foods. What about meats? Well, 12.8%. Dairy products, 8%. That's another one that goes in a lot of your foods. What about sugar? Yeah, that's a base ingredient in most foods that are made. How much that can go up? Yeah, about 10.6%. What if you're thinking, well, I'll just subsist off cereal? No, you won't. 12% increase coming. Non-alcoholic beverages, that's like juice, 8.7%. It's like somebody inside the USDA wanted us to know what's coming. Food, food folks, is going to become incredibly unaffordable in this country as our incomes continue to shrink relative to inflation. Joe? Why? He thinks this is great. We're moving in the right direction. Now we've got to protect those gains. We've got to protect those gains that our policies have generated. Protect them from the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. As I said, it's not your father's Republican Party. It's a different breed of cat. They seem determined to be the party of chaos and catastrophe. Gains is an interesting word, considering the stock market finished the year almost down 20%. But whatever. Did you hear what he said there? The Republican Party is the party of chaos and catastrophe. They always accuse you of what they are and what they're doing. And that's exactly what they are. Insane thing number nine. The war on terror is over. And we're now welcoming terrorists at our open borders. Could you have imagined this after 9-11 when we formed the Department of Homeland Security to protect us from terrorists? Instead, the Department of Homeland Security is now in charge of the border. They're over the border patrol and they have insecured and unsecured the border. Listen to this. 17 terrorists caught just in December alone off the FBI's international terror watch list at the border. We got updated figures this week. It's even worse than we thought. Folks, do you know what's happening? The entire FBI terrorism watch list is streaming across the southern border. That is not an exaggeration. Since October... We've caught 38. Keep in mind, those are just the ones we've caught. The Department of Homeland Security is barely doing border enforcement at all. They're mostly acting as an Uber service and servants to the illegals as they process them and put them on planes and buses and send them to wherever they would like to go. 38 caught 
off the FBI terror watch list since October. 98 caught in 2022, fiscal year 2022. How does that stack up? That is more than double, more than double the number we caught at the border in the entire last five years combined. They're streaming over. Inside the Department of Homeland Security, Fox got this in a leak because they'd never tell us. You'd never get on a plane again if you knew. Um, We are on track to catch, and I'm telling you, more get away than are caught, to catch 150 off the FBI terror watch list this year on our border. Again, brought to us by the people who have unsecured and insecured the border, the very people whose only purpose, the Department of Homeland Security is formed after 9-11, was to protect us from terrorists. You can't make make this up. You can't wrap your mind around it, but it's happening. Which leads us to insane thing number seven. Judicial Watch managed to get a hold of the internal, and with, there's a whistleblower gave this to them, the internal documentation on Al-Qaeda inside the Department of Homeland Security, which they were also hiding from the public. And what it says is that Al-Qaeda intends to take down more of our planes and that they intend to do it from inside the country. Now, you'd think the Department of Homeland Insecurity and Unsecurity would want you to know this so you don't get on a plane. But they were keeping it a secret. Folks, it would honestly be better for the country at this point if the Department of Homeland Security was simply dissolved. Because that would at least dissolve the whole network they've built to deliver these illegals for free wherever they want to go inside the country. Militias of armed Americans would do just fine on the border if left to their own devices. This agency literally is creating a terrorist haven here in America. Which leads us to their next nefarious deed. This is all this week, folks. Next week, I'm going to do a podcast on this, how the Democrats are literally creating recreating the wild west my husband and i are watching 1883 right now and you know i mean the gunslinger culture of the wild west very famous in america that's a pretty realistic depiction of it the law morality was just whoever was faster with a gun folks i i am not exaggerating there are going to be parts of this country just like that except they want to take your guns so the thugs and the criminals can do as they wish and that again is thing number seven this week from the Department of Homeland Insecurity, they released just in the month of December, according to Fox News, 1,100 illegal immigrants from the detention facilities with criminal records. About half had active pending charges. Let me translate. They're illegal immigrants who were wanted on criminal charges. The other half had been convicted of criminal charges and it is illegal for them to be in the country. Or they hold significant criminal records in other countries we are becoming a worldwide number one criminal destination for the criminal class on earth the democrats very much want them here and they are all on a collision course with permissive blue crime laws in blue areas they're gonna make a a, a beeline why wouldn't you and folks this is the week i mean just a roundup of the news in new york they have to close the atms down now when it gets dark and then they had the article the articles and reports earlier this week I mean, they can't even put out laundry detergent in grocery stores there, in convenience stores there. They have to chain it up with chains. Do you see the pictures? I mean, you can't even keep detergent. You can't keep anything on shelves. It is literally the Wild West. And the only way the police will reliably come 
is if you in any way defend yourself against the criminal or, God forbid, shoot one of them. Do you know what the cartels are going to do in that kind of atmosphere? You know what every wannabe gang from the third world is going to do in that atmosphere? Why compete with the gangs in your country if you could just go to New York? And they are all 160 million of them. Wait, what? That brings us to insane thing number six from a liberal source, the Gallup Polling Company. They just updated their polling on this. Guess how many people say they want or are planning to come to the United States of America since they've been invited by Biden and all? 160 million. Those, Gallup says, are just the adults. They don't count any children. They might be with them. For reference, there are 260 million adults in America right now. Well, that we know of. This would be 160 million more. Of course, on top of the 5 million Joe Biden has let in and the 1.2 million getaways that we've had since he's been in office. We're talking about a human flood that is unrecognizable, a tidal wave. And Gallup points out, look, New York right now has having trouble handling the thousands Abbott has shipped to them. Here's the other thing, folks, that people don't understand. A lot of us say, oh, but it's beautiful. They're coming to America because they love America. No, they're not. They're coming to America, as you can read in Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton's lawsuit, because they're getting welfare illegally. Folks, federal law says if you are legally here, you cannot get welfare if you're not an American citizen. Federal law says you're supposed to be expelled if you are even at risk of becoming a financial burden. It is patently illegal to sign up illegals for welfare. But they hand them the phone on the border in their language um, and it has the apps and it, it so they can take the steps to sign up for the welfare. Okay, let's game this. Let's suppose tens of millions more come. I don't doubt they will. What these people are doing is they are selling everything they have and they have just enough money to get to the border knowing they're going to get the cell phone and the free welfare. That's why they're coming here. What if Ken Paxton wins his lawsuit? What if Joe Biden is enjoined? Well, he breaks every other law. Maybe he won't follow the legal ruling from giving these illegals welfare since that's clearly what federal law says. Then what? What happens? A lot of these people are illiterate. They um, are illiterate in their own language. They don't speak English. What happens when they're no longer getting the printed money paid for welfare checks? This country turns into the third world with grinding poverty unlike anything we've ever seen and people doing what? What? Turning to crime. The crime that is flourishing. Suppose by some miracle, Ron DeSantis or some other normal Republican wins. I say normal because the abnormal ones are whack and decides, hey, you know, we're not we're going to this is illegal. I'm not going to violate the law. I'm not going to keep these illegals on this welfare. Then what? They're stuck here. They can't afford to go home. They sold everything they had to get here to get on the welfare, counting on counting on the minute they got to the border. They would get the free plane tickets, the free hotel nights. Uh, the welfare app would be installed to get the new phone. They'd have it all. What happens if that falls apart? Gallup didn't say, but they did say a lot of these people, the 160 million will come if we leave our borders open. Number five, Governor of Florida, Brian Kemp, just had to declare a state of emergency and unleash more than a thousand National Guard to put down the Democrats' shock troops in Tifa. By the way, this is the week the Summer of Love was revived and the Antifa shock troop thugs uh, made their way back to the street now that the midterms are safely over and the Democrats who can can be who they are again. 
But what's so scary about this week was the repeated press assertions. I played some of them earlier for you on Battleground that property damage by the left is to be accepted and is okay. As long as they're not actually killing somebody, then according to CNN's David Peisner, that's okay. And we shouldn't get upset. Even Stacey Abrams, personal aide and head of her foundation, took to Twitter to shame the Atlanta mayor for complaining about Antifa um, burning a cop car to total destruction. Why? It's property damage. We can't equate that with hurting people. And it's look, if there's injustice as we perceive it, we should be able to burn whatever we want. Folks, do not take your eye off this. This is huge. This is them out in the open. Let me replay David Piesner for you from CNN. There's a real blurring of the lines and, and, and the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, to some people, it certainly is. Um, but th- this idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans. Well, Joe Rogan podcaster lost his damn mind over that he was the only one who had the correct reaction to this if only republican leadership had said something anything like this in response minus the cuss words of course he's referring to the media justifying this violence by antifa on a loop you're not the propaganda department you can't define things in a way to to calm people down that's not what your job is but that's but you're you're people you're acting as a propagandist like that's not it's not mostly peaceful when a car's on fire even more outrageous and this really portends the violence we're headed toward as a country you know what they want let me let me spell this out for you they want to establish and enshrine their right to destroy property and then they want to destroy anyone who criticizes their destruction of property as a racist and a bigot so that if you post something they don't like, if you're in a law enforcement police chief they don't like, if you're whoever they have deemed a problem, they can come on your property and intimidate you by burning your car and burning your house down. Mark my words, that is exactly where this is going. And let's remember what they're enraged about. What kicked all this off? It was a refusal by that Georgia officer to die because that Antifa kid shot him he wouldn't die this is what antifa's mad about the officers was to lay down and die in the street like a dog and when he refused to and they shot the antifa kid instead the one who was trespassing in violation of the law this is what the outrage was over this is what the burning was over this is why there are national guard in the streets and folks we know it goes to the top now when you have the number two in democrat leadership son arrested with antifa in boston and the 20 people he's with beat that officer he does nothing to call them out they make him bleed and then mom who is the number four in house leadership overall democrat and republican and the number two in democrat leadership puts out a statement essentially laughing at the police saying oh well the joys of parenting the kid's 22 um and doesn't apologize to the police officer, makes no offer of paying a hospital bill. Folks, this means these are the Democrat shock troops at 
the highest level, their kids are running with them. And as a side note, look who wasn't involved. The FBI. You know the ones who rounded up all those pregnant women and grandmas for taking selfies inside the Capitol after the doors were held open for them for 45 minutes on video, played in court by the Capitol Police. Those people are pursued, but it's Georgia state authorities that have to bring terrorism charges. The FBI's AWOL. Why? They avoid Antifa like the plague. They don't want to touch them. They're like lepers. You know why? Because you touch one or two of them and you might touch the funding. I guarantee it's only one or two steps back to the Democrat Party. They don't want anything to do with Antifa because they might end up having to arrest some of the leaders of the Democrat Party because I guarantee you that's where the money's coming from. Folks, we are about to enter an era of violence that very much mirrors the level of violence by Marxists heading up to the Russian Revolution. In fact, it was copied by both the brown shirts and the black shirts in pre-Nazi Germany. And they're using it again. The left always returns to the playbook. These were all the same people. The Nazis, the, the Soviets, the Marxists, all the same people. They are doing it again. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Insane thing number four. Twitter's ad revenue for the month of December fell by a staggering 70%. But that's not the shocking thing. Please don't disregard this if you're not on Twitter. You need to be on Twitter supporting Elon Musk, and you should be paying him eight bucks a month for that blue check next to your name, just like I am. We have to support this, or we will have no free speech left. Let me tell you why. The reason this is insane is because it has now become a corporate value in America. Ten years ago, these corporations, they wouldn't have gone anywhere near politics or religion. Now they are openly saying that half the country should not have free speech Right. 
that has now become a run-of-the-mill corporate value. Why did Twitter take a 71% drop in advertising revenues? Well, that is because, according to Standard Media Index, SMI data, major corporations are trying to pressure Elon Musk's Twitter over the restoration of prominent banned conservative accounts. And a lot of them aren't even conservatives. They are the world's foremost virologists, scientists, Nobel uh, Medicine Prize winners, all the people no longer allowed to speak. This is terrifying. It's the mentality. Who could have imagined 10 to 15 years ago that the world's, the country's biggest corporations would stand arms locked um, in defiance of free speech of half their customers? Listen to this. Even before Musk began reinstating the banned conservative accounts, IPG, this is where it's coming from, one of the world's top advertising firms advised its clients to pause advertising due to the potential for, quote, unsafe behaviors to proliferate on the platform. Of course, they're talking about contradicting the narrative. The narrative is a lie, as we know. In other words, no truth on Twitter. So these are the largest, biggest, most powerful corporations in our country listening to IBG and ripping 70% of the advertising dollars out from under Twitter. Elon Musk said over a month ago, Twitter's going broke. It's going bankrupt. That is terrifying because we lose Twitter. We're done. But I mean, we're done. We, we just app. There's, n- there's no coming back from this. Twitter has to grow and thrive so that others will have the courage to throw the yoke of censorship off. But again, to me, the most insane part is the corporate part of this. These are corporate values. These people, the GMs, um, the cereal makers, the canned food makers, all these things you're buying the store. Those people hate you. They despise you. They want to grind you under your heel, their heel and shut you up. It's, I just can't believe the times I live in. I never thought I'd see this in my life. It is astonishing. Insane thing number three. The number 300,000. As reported by the UK Daily Mail, this wasn't picked up by our media. The number of people who died because we locked down society due to COVID. These are the excess non-COVID deaths above and beyond what we would expect to have. So this is not caused by COVID. What were the two top categories? Now, these are 2020 through 2022. What are the top categories? Number one, cancer and heart disease. Um, And then after that, suicides and alcohol deaths. 300,000. Why did this happen, according to the UK Daily Mail? A lot of it was doctor's appointments either put off for cancer screenings, heart disease, things like that. Or literally, they tried to get an appointment. But, you know, these offices virtually shut down in terror of COVID because of all the lies our government told about how dangerous it was. Now, a lot of people have been asking me all week, are there COVID shot deaths in there? Probably. Yeah, there's probably tens of thousands of COVID shot deaths in there. But half the 300,000 was from the first year of COVID. We did not have the shot. So um, these are, are, are literally deaths caused, again, a lot of them by just the delay in treatment, the inability to get treatment and the fear of these people who were told they were the most susceptible to COVID, some of them were, um, to go in to get treated for COVID. Now, what fed the lie and killed the masses? Remember the CNN lie that they fessed up to two weeks ago. On CNN.com, that 90% of the COVID deaths they terrified the public with were fake. Yeah, their chief medical correspondent admitted it in writing. A stunning admission. They were fake. 
They actually died of something else, and the COVID code was number two. In other words, they died of a heart attack. Uh, they died in a car accident. Got them there. Folks, CNN even admitted it was so bad. They were swabbing the noses of corpses who came in from car accidents to see if they were COVID positive and then coding them as a COVID death. So all these poor people who didn't go to their cancer screen, didn't do all of this, and died, they were terrified by deaths that didn't happen. Insane thing, number three. I busted out laughing when I saw it on Fox News today. Um, and it's the uh, FBI director looking like a plum idiot um, and standing there making a statement about now basically appears all these ex-presidents, vice presidents have classified data. And now the National Archives are like, dude, uh, just give us a call if you got uh, classified documents. I watch this, I'm laughing. The FBI looks like an idiot for having raided, the director does, Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago for what it turns out everybody else is currently doing, and most especially Joe Biden, right? Well, there's a big lie being told, and, and I want to tell you what happened this week because it shows how every agency of the federal government is now weaponized for criminality and to cover up Democrat crimes. The Biden administration keeps saying, well, but we're different than Trump. We fessed up. We admitted we had the classified documents. Oh, no, they didn't. That is a total lie. One of Biden's attorneys found the classified documents, told the folks at the White House. The folks at the White House then turned around. They they were absolutely required to let law enforcement know they did not. They went to the National Archives and told them. The National Archives then hushed it up and didn't tell law enforcement either. In fact, we still would know about it if um, the Inspector General for the National Archives, who monitors all the comings and going, he's he's like the, the top cop, the honor police, uh, didn't start looking into a flurry of activity between the Biden White House and the National Archives. Come to find out, it was them talking about the classified documents. The Inspector General of the National Archives then went to the Justice Department, not them. They were trying to help Biden cover it up, and the White House was trying to cover it up. Now, that's what's so staggering right there is that the National Archives, in Trump's case, immediately turned around and worked with the FBI to raid his home rather than to cover it up. Amazing. It doesn't matter what of these government agencies you pick, whether it's Department of Justice, whether it's the FBI, that at one point, the FBI, we know from the Twitter files, had 80, 80 FBI agents working full time on censorship of Hunter Biden's laptop while they had it in their position, possession and knew there were crimes on it. Instead, they were monitoring Twitter and 14 other platforms um, and making copious request for censorship so it's it's what so it doesn't matter what agency it is the agencies are all so utterly weaponized whether the fbi the cia the doj or even the national archives that is democrat crime presents itself they automatically go into cover-up mode it's unbefreaking leaveable anyway the fbi looks absolutely idiotic this week after it turned out that pence had documents and of course i've told you in the past barack obama and George Bush have documents, too. In fact, the National Archives asked Barack Obama to return some of his classified documents. He said, no, I didn't feel like it. He figured he'd um, digitize them instead and then never bothered. Did they send the FBI? <laughs> no. The FBI simply ignored the situation. They really got in the way of Biden. Insane thing? <laughs> Number two. The deep say and the swamp thinks they can go to war with Russia, the world's foremost nuclear-armed country besides ourselves, and that Russia, like, totally won't lose use any of the advanced weaponry against us. We are at war with Russia. How do I know that? 
because the German foreign minister said so. By we, she meant the United States and Germany, because they volunteered these tanks, that we will need soldiers on the ground to operate, um, and also because we and the Germans are sending missiles, in our case, Patriot missiles. And what will be the purpose of those in Ukraine? Well, according to the New York Times, um, they will re- require U.S. Uh, personnel to launch. They will have to be on the gr- on the ground and thus at war with the Russians. They will be used to shoot down incoming missiles, but also to shoot down incoming planes. Folks, what happens when we hit a plane full of Russian soldiers? Yeah, nothing, says the swamp. I actually heard a Republican congressman say that this week when asked, isn't this kind of dangerous? He said, well, you know, we just got to go ahead and finish this war against Russia. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound strange, okay? This is going to be one of those you're going to have to trust me on. Russia is not losing the war in Ukraine. That is why we have to send Patriot missiles and Abrams tanks. And the Germans have to send their equivalent as well. They are winning. They have lied to you massively about the entire failure of this Russian uh, takeover of Ukraine. It is a lie as big and thick and wide as Russia collusion ever was. When they're talking about Russia, understand they're lying. Russia has lost some territory in some very limited places, and they've quickly regained it. Russia is not losing, but we will if we try a ground war with them. It cannot end in any good way. This is an absolute, complete, utter, freaking disaster. And look, folks, even the Pentagon told us in March, yeah, we can't send Patriot missiles. That could that could cause World War III. We need U.S. troops on the ground to operate them. Now they're like, oh, we'll send Patriot missiles. Why? They want World War III. So insane thing number two is that the U.S. has given them so much of our military equipment. They're asking um, for F-16s now. Has, has given them so much of our military equipment um, that, according to a new analysis, by the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington, you can read this uh, in the Washington Examiner in an article called U.S. Disarms Itself to Aid Ukraine. We have so stripped ourselves of supplies and sent them to Ukraine only to lose to Russia. And folks, that will be eventually reported. You're going to have to trust me on this. Nothing you've been told about Russia you losing in Ukraine is correct. That is the media absolutely lying to you. Um, and we do not want to step into the middle of this. Um What we have sent so far has so utterly depleted it, citing analysis of stockpiles and usage rates, plus several CSIS war games. Jones, the guy who wrote Empty Bins in a Wartime Environment, writes that supplies are so low, the United States would likely run out of some munitions, such as long-range precision-guided munitions, in less than a week in a Taiwan Strait conflict. Holy cow. One of my um, uh, tweets this week that went viral was actually a screenshot from Fox News, and it talked about the shocking rate we are disarming to aid Ukraine for no apparent reason and with no clear gain. Let me give you an idea. 155 millimeter ammunition transferred to Ukraine, 1.07 million. How long to replace it? Five years. Javelin missiles, 8,500. How long to replace those? Five years. What about stingers? 1,600 of them. Yeah. 18 years at the current rate. Yeah, that's not good. Not at all. So that's completely plumb nuts. Anyway, the uh, German foreign minister had to walk back her comment that uh, we are at war. Look, folks, when a liberal like her, she's World Economic Forum, George Soros supported. When a liberal like her um, does a gaffe 
a, a gaffe for them is accidentally telling the truth in public. She said, yeah, we're at war. They know they're at war. And they're not worried about it. They think, yeah, Putin, he won't really. Yes, he will. The Russian foreign minister spelled it out. We are not in a hybrid war, he said this week in Africa. He was there visiting. This is a full on war. What does that mean? Hybrid war is fake war. Hybrid war is warfare conducted by the State Department, the CIA, and the Pentagon, where they convince entire populations that something is going on. That is a hybrid war, and they have done that. Not to the Ukrainians. They know they're losing. But to us, the American population, essentially the uh, foreign minister saying, is hosed. He said, if you could, basically, if you come over here, and, and Putin threatened, he's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to incinerate these tanks. That was after the Germans volunteered their tanks, but before we volunteered ours. He's going to hit ours too, and he's going to hit them with our people in them. Mark our words, because the Germ- the uh, Russian foreign minister just explained this. He said, listen, you guys are conducting a hybrid war. This ain't going to be a hybrid war if you come over here. This is going to be a real, true ground war. God, it takes my breath away, the, the, the terror of it. And folks, ask yourself this. What have we told them? Because the New York Times this week published a piece saying, hey, you know what? Um, you know, maybe we should just uh, retake Crimea in the spring when stuff thaws out. Folks, Crimea is ethnically Russian. They don't want to go back. They voted overwhelmingly um, to leave and Russia came in and took over. That's how Crimea was taken. That would be an atrocity if we, fro- if we forced those poor people back into the arms of Ukraine, which committed, the government did anyway, uh, multiple genocidal crimes against them. So, I mean, this is, this is a big mess. This is, just, this is just stupidity. But you got to wonder what they have planned because the New York Times this week, again, ran those pieces saying, hey, you know, we'll take Crimea back in the, in the spring. Why don't we do that? And then this from the Daily Beast, quoting Mikhailo Podolak. He's the advisor to the Ukrainian president. And he was warning Russia this week that we, I guess he means them and us, are going to bomb Moscow, St. Petersburg, uh, Yekaterinburg, inside Russia? What gave them the idea that we're going to bomb places inside Russia? What is the swamp and the Uniparty telling the Ukrainians we're going to do? Here's the good news. It's going to take several months to train the Ukrainians on the tanks and on the Patriot missile systems and get our guys over there. And look, Putin knows now that we're going to war. And let me tell you how you know we are for real going to war. And, and it's actually pretty terrifying if you think about it. We've already sent the 101st Airborne to Romania on the Ukraine border, the Screaming Eagles. That is the first time they have been forward deployed to Europe since World War II. This is preparation for a land war. We sent them to Iraq. We only send them for land wars. We sent the CIA director, the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, um, to advise Ukraine, basically telling them publicly they need to pivot to a bigger, larger tank warfare system, maneuver warfare. So look, this is what I'm hoping happens. They've, we've got a cup. They've got a cup. The Russians got a couple of months. Okay. And what I think will happen, what I hope and pray will happen is that Putin will finally unleash the full unmitigated force of his military because he's been fighting with less than half of it. Go ahead and crush the rebellion in Ukraine and get the heck out before we can do anything before, uh, quite frankly, we can start World War Three. At this point, we all have to pray and depend on Vladimir Putin to hold his head together 
because we can't trust anything, anyone in Washington to hold theirs. The future of mankind could be at stake. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.